We are live. Good evening, everyone. It's Sunday night and we are here to debrief the weekend just gone. It's game week 11. It's me, Gianni Batici, and I am joined by last year's FPL winner, Ali Yahangrov. Ali, how are you doing, my friend, before we talk FPL? How are you? I'm doing just fine. What about yourself? Uh, yeah, I think I'm good. I'm good because we're we're not thinking about FPL. But as soon as I give you that answer with kind of an FPL hat on, and I think many in the chat might agree with me here, it's not been the best week. But you know what they say, it's good to have a bad game week when it's a low scoring game week. This is a proper low scoring game week. Like we've seen big blanks from big players just in the last like few minutes, we've had it confirmed. A Salah blank, a Darwin blank. Yesterday, yesterday we saw a Haaland blank. Ollie Watkins has blanked. With that in mind, it's okay if you're on a red arrow because it's probably a relatively small one. Relatively small. Um, so yeah, <laughs> um, I'm not too bad, mate. I've enjoyed all the football yesterday. I was, I mean, we'll get into the knitting of it i couldn't believe what i was seeing with harlan's blank but um yeah we'll get to that in, in a sec i guess um shall we have a look at our rank should we dive straight in uh let's talk a little bit about the uh fantasy football scout membership because it's uh that's where we try to uh search for uh you know possible gems but uh at the moment it's not working for me i'm not sure about other members of the community and the scout uh, uh what about yourself Have yeah you i been... mean the the members area is all about so you can gain an edge on your more hopefully more casual less in enthusiastic fpl mates um yeah it, it's tough we're we're in the scout members area ali and i on a weekly basis and we're looking at the data as well as we're watching a ton of games and eventually those edges come but at the moment it's been a tough it's been a tough couple of weeks uh, been a tough weekend for it but there has been players where the stats just point in the direction of the likes of Kieran Trippier who again got a big score yesterday you're like oh why don't I have trips so yeah uh, it's still time to make the most of signing up to the scout members area team if you're not already I know most of those watching right now on YouTube and listening to us on podcasts are probably going you don't need to tell me this Johnny I'm already a member I'm sure you are but if you're not do go check it out. Um, but yeah, let's have a look at how our, our teams got on this game week, Ali, because we've both just been on live FPL and done quick screen grabs, haven't we? Yes, we have. Um, you want to go first or should I go? Oh, you go, mate. You go. Let's have a look at yours. Yeah, so basically, uh, I decided to go a bit uh, aggressive this game week because I had two free transfers. And with the really really nice fixture for uh, City I thought that having Holland is not enough so I brought in Foden uh, so basically my team is Ariel in goal Shimikas uh, I got Gehi for share uh, Matty Cash with zero points Foden as a new recruit uh, was benched in the game but uh, luckily scored off the bench so uh, not exactly uh, silver or doku points but uh, I'll, I'll take that uh, Adingra is another player I got for uh, as, a, as a netto replacement Martinelli didn't do much uh, Salah was my vice captain and Son is yet to play so uh, up front I have just like many uh, Watkins and Holland as a cap so uh, basically, I'm on the red arrow, but um, within the uh, just inside the three million overall rank. Um, 
I had 23 points with a minus four. So uh, basically, it's uh, it, it's just sad when you uh, have a low score in game week and <laughs> and you, you you've taken a hit. It makes it even worse. So um, basically, three of my transfers, uh, two of them returned, but I could have easily you know uh, kept a share who scored the same amount of Five, points yeah. with a with a yellow card. But Foden, uh, for Almiron and Adingra didn't do much. It's It was a strange game week. A lot of games that we expected uh, to turn out good. But we're really disappointed in, in terms of attacking points for Liverpool. I think uh, we didn't expect much from the Newcastle and uh, Arsenal game. There's a lot of interesting games. We knew Manchester City would deliver, but, uh, you know, uh, Doku and Silva completely surprised us with the massive holes. And uh, basically, I've, I've picked a player that, uh, you know, at least got me a goal and uh, off the bench. So it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, I mean, your, your four-point hit does hurt this week. Like, hits on a low-scoring game week really do cost you. But the moves you've made, yes, return, like Gay and Foden. And I guess you look forward and go, actually, this now team is better set. So, actually, I think the hit has kind of paid off because Foden could become a nice differential. Although City's fixtures aren't great. A Dingra for Brighton's good, good, very good fixtures, gives you Brighton attack cover. We'll discuss later if we think we still need that. And then Palace defence, like, again, we'll touch on that from yesterday. And in fact, let's go there now at Palace and then we'll talk about today's games. But Roy Hodgson defences, historically, against weaker opposition, like on paper weaker opposition, have very good chance of getting five, six points every week. Like the upside isn't there with Palace defenders, although Mitchell did go and score big. But Gay feels like a very good and safe bet. So Crystal Palace defence and those that had Sam Johnson this week, by the way, congrats. Like we all we're all moaning about keepers this year, myself included. I don't know why I've got Ariola. Well, I do. He was dirt cheap. But OMG, it is worth the extra point, what, four. Just go and find the extra cash and get yourself someone like a Sam Johnson, I think. And probably that's where I want to head. It's uh, it's surprising when Mitchell just got back uh, from his injury and uh, and yeah. scored. I don't remember him scoring. No, he's or... not an upside defender. This was yeah. out of the blue. Even though this he's a winger, uh, yeah. it was only his stats are rubbish. Yeah, zero point one million difference between Gehi and him, and uh, those who saved a little bit of cash in the bank, I think they were. Uh, Quite lucky to get the 15-point hole from Mitchell, but uh, it's decisions, you know. We never know which one will uh, give us most points, but Mitchell owners are, you know, rubbing their hands because uh, in a low-scoring game week like this, 15-pointer from a defender of Crystal Palace is, is huge. I've I've mentioned in my latest article on the Fantasy Football Scout uh, website about the uh, green fixtures uh such as crystal palace away and wolves away and fulham uh that they're not so green they're not so yeah. easy even though well, on paper and the fixture tickets say so because um crystal palace is a solid team at the back and uh, as they've shown it uh, away from home as well burnley is an attacking team but you could you could bet on them scoring at home 
but uh, luckily Crystal Palace kept them uh, really quiet. And some of the teams at the moment they're not really easy to predict. It's 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 getting harder and harder. The good old Premier League is back when the uh, you know the Luton from the bottom part of the uh, Premier League table can easily give a fight to a Liverpool who's uh, basically fighting the uh, top four uh, places. Yeah, indeed. And when we talk about, I see in the chat, we've got um, comments coming in and, and Matthew took a four-point hit to transfer Johnston in for Pickford. So we don't often see four-point hits for goalkeepers, but boy, did that pay off straight away. Like you're plus three because Johnston got nine instead of the two. So yeah, overall plus three just on this week. And then you go into it and go, now I've got Johnston, who is only 4.5% owned, a nice differential. He's about to play Everton, Luton, West Ham, Bournemouth. In other goalkeeper news, uh, Turner was dropped. And I think he'll be dropped for a while because the Greek goalkeeper, I'm not going to try and pronounce his name, who is a former number one of, I think, I think Benfica. he played for one of the, yeah, it was Benfica, wasn't it? I was going to say one of the good Portuguese teams. Uh, you know, you're not Benfica's number one unless you're a very good goalkeeper, probably a better goalkeeper than Matt Turner, right? So he's been bought to be a number one and we knew it was it was when, not if. Well, he, unfortunately, he's 4.5 million, so he's more than Turner. But yeah, he'll be the starting keeper moving forward, especially off the back of that clean sheet. But look, let's talk about Liverpool because I've just checked the scout members area, Ali. Darwin missed three big chances today. Salah had two big chances created. He missed one big chance himself. Although it was a late equaliser, a very late equaliser, like 95th minute, like gosh, Liverpool still creating tons. Like I still don't think we look at today's result and go, we got a swerve Liverpool. Interesting that Simicast didn't start. He came on. So for those relying on Simicast each week, like me, who's gone really light at the back and I need him starting, really, I think he'll start more often than not. This was probably due to Luton's physicality. You go Gomez, who's much better in the air, much more physical, much stronger. And you go, Luton are going to be a long ball team. We're going to need his aerial presence. So I do think moving forward, when you look at Liverpool's fixtures, Simakas owners are pretty safe. Like I expect him to start against Brentford, probably Man City, and then Fulham, Sheffield United. They're not exactly long ball teams. So I think we I think we'll be all right. And obviously, it didn't work today, by the way. Going Gomez, not Simicast. You missed that attacking ability down the left. You missed that balance. You missed some of his set piece delivery. Um, but what's your take? Those that went Salah thought they were getting... They were laughing at all us Haaland captainers yesterday. And now he's only he's gone and blanked as well. Yeah, with the, uh, with the Simicast situation, I think uh, it's 50-50 because uh, it's more of a when... When Gomez plays, uh, it's more of a trend uh, opportunity to go forward because True. he's uh, their forming in back three uh, when he plays. Uh, yeah. Whereas in comparison to Simicas, I think he's more attacking. They're really yeah. um, they cannot. I don't think they can play the same style of football with Trent inverting when Simicas is in a team. So. Um, They've tried it. I'm not sure if they will continue doing that. So it's 50-50 for me. I'm 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 not as confident <laughs> with the uh, Timikas minutes at the moment because he's been rotated and you you can expect anything from Klopp. So well, only time will tell. Hopefully he will get starts and um, because Brentford at home, you could argue is a good fixture at least for uh, some of the you know attacking players. Uh, for Salah, uh, it's it's a tough one. 
I don't I don't see any uh, consistency in most of the players that are you know you know in and among the FPL goals like Salah. Son yeah. has been the, by far the most consistent one uh, because he's been delivering in almost. Um, Huang Hichan he's not known for his uh, FPL heroics but uh, he's been delivering points I mean on a consistent basis and you cannot say uh, Watkins has been consistent he's been scoring uh, yeah. every two or three games I'd say Saka Arsenal assets are not really there at the moment so it's it's hard to find consistency at the moment and, and I'm not sure that Salah is the consistent one yeah, I mean, the last three weeks before this weekend, Salah massive hauls, but we were watching those games going, he's not looked good. He doesn't look like he's flying at the moment. He blanked in the week against Bournemouth, obviously, in the Carabao Cup, but the three Premier League games before that saw him clock big points. He got a eight-pointer, a 16-pointer, and a 15-pointer. But in that stretch of five goals, two of them were pens. I think one of them was a really late tap-in. And I do look at it, look, I don't know where my moves are going to be this week. Oh, and by the way, guys, if you're watching, there's 300 of you plus. Fancy hitting that like button. We'd love a third of you. Come on, one in three of you. Hit the like button. Let's get to 100 likes uh, before we end the stream. I'm sure we can get there. Please do support the stream by liking. Um, Ali, this is a bold move, but wildcarders in game week 10, myself included, have teams that are very happy with in game week 12, to the point where there will be many out there this week that are contemplating rolling their transfers. Now, you could go a punt and then bring... So you could lose a Haaland or a Salah, for example, for one week or two weeks and then bring them back because we're gonna, we might have enough transfers to do that without hits. If you want to chase big upside fixtures, like, I don't know, let's just say next weekend... Arsenal play Burnley, you've got Saka, but you really want Nketiah or you really want Martinelli as well. Because you know Arsenal, just like they did against Sheffield United in game week 10, it's going to be four goals plus. Let's say you're going to back that. Could you sell Mo Salah for Brentford at home and Man City away just for two weeks and jump on a Martinelli? And then look, obviously from game week 14, Salah's got Fulham, Sheffield United, Palace. But could you consider ditching someone like a Salah for a couple of weeks, knowing he's been... I think, a little bit off the boil. And he's got Brentford, who notoriously go to the big teams and do well at Anfield. And then Man City, the hardest fixture on paper for Salah, is away to Man City, and that's where he goes. Could you go short-term pun Martinelli, or is that just a waste of transfers and not worth it because Salah can still score points against anyone? Yeah, I think it's a waste of transfers. Because, uh... <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, Damn, I, don't like... I, think you're, I think I agree. Yeah, I don't like short-term transfers, especially when you're taking out you know, big hitters and the spine of your team, like Salah yeah. or maybe Haaland. If uh, if they're injured, yes, there's a case to do so. But uh, when they're playing, you know, they're 90 minutes, man. I think Haaland had a niggle or I think he had a s- small injury in his ankle or something like that. So that's why he was taken off. Otherwise, he would have uh, most likely continued the game. Yeah. So uh, the big hitters, especially when they're so hard to get, even if, if it's in two weeks uh, time, I think there's no right or wrong in this case. It's just not for me. But I would totally understand why people want to get rid of Holland and uh, or maybe Salah at home to Brentford. Um, so it's 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 up to everybody's style of play. I mean, uh, I don't I don't like to do so. It's just it, it's just not me. 
So uh, I'd, I'd rather look elsewhere. I might sell Watkins because I wasn't convinced. Even even when I brought him, uh, it's you know you're looking at your team and you see three or four players that you don't want to see in your team, but you you were there for uh, let's say effective ownership or uh, a fear of missing out. Uh, I mean there are tons of reasons to have players in your team, but it wasn't definitely something that I wanted. So maybe I would just get rid of Watkins and uh, bring in uh, Enketia because he's good, uh, especially at home against a weaker opposition. Does Watkins versus Fulham at home, though? That's Villa at home to weaker opposition, not scare you a little bit? Um, it's just the style of Aston Villa at the moment. is uh, It's weird because uh, he Watkins came out with a couple of, double-digit holes uh, in last five or six game weeks. But mm-hmm. uh, you could see that the most of the goals come from midfield, which is Diaby, McGinn. Yep. McGinn, uh, Douglas yeah. Louise. Douglas Louise. Uh, Bailey's games. been scoring when he comes off the bench. Yeah, so it's it's. Uh, I wonder if it's something tactical. They don't play to uh, Watkins' strengths. I think Watkins basically... Uh, brings into play his, uh, their midfielders. So he's got more of a assist potential rather than scoring uh, races or hat-tricks, even though he's done so lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, still huge, huge points in terms of his goals this season. Uh, let's talk about, um, we mentioned Aston Villa and Liverpool there, so today's fixtures. Yesterday, we really didn't see, not many predicted Doku even to start. Like many predictors had Grealish one side, Foden the other, and it was Doku... And Bernardo Silva. I do wonder with Pep, he's now got, you could argue he's got these four choices to make and, and spots for two of them. Although Bernardo Silva, as we know, gets a lot of game time centrally as well. So you'd think more often than not, Foden plays on the right. But that left-hand slot is really up for grabs because Doku versus Grealish, two very different players in terms of what they're asked to do by Pep. Like Doku reminds us of back when Pep took over at City and he had the likes of Sterling and Sane at his disposal, they were just told to run at players. They were just told to go and express themselves. Grealish did that at Villa and moved to Man City and was told, no, play with control and actually play safe, keep possession, draw the man, create space for others. Doku's been given complete licence and boy, did we see that yesterday with his returns. Like, I haven't seen too many players in the BPS, the bonus point system, clock over 80 points he got 82 in the bps so obviously he went with three points four assists and a goal he's obviously like a big rotation risk but the way he's playing and how direct he is 6.6 million ali like you don't need him to start every week the fear is when he doesn't start he'll probably get a one pointer so he went 22 points this week one point against man united the week before that six points the week before that against brighton one point against Arsenal, one point against Wolves, one point against Forest. Um, so we know he gets the one-pointers, but very exciting at 3% owned, isn't he? He is, absolutely. Um, it's it's Pep Roulette, you know. Uh, you have to be in it to win it. Otherwise, uh, yeah. it's, if you like the player, if you enjoy watching him play, and uh, I, I would love to go for him. But uh, at the moment, uh, again, I'm not in a position that to go risky too risky with uh, players that are prone to rotation. So uh, I would rather, I, I went for Foden, like thinking that he's nailed, but uh, he was benched. And um, 
it's uh, with City. I think uh, Rodri coming back uh, after um, I think he had a suspension or something. He was suspended in, for a couple of game weeks, and uh, Rodri coming back, Stones coming back is just you know affecting their uh performances in a positive way okay. you could see that they're playing with more of a freedom and uh, you know they're solid at the back uh, they're controlling midfield and without rodri in the midfield i think city is a different team the their attacking potential is not there simply because the midfield is weaker um they have still good players in there but uh, you could see the difference when rodri plays it's rodri's team and yesterday Stones played as the centre-back, so he wasn't needed in the middle. And instead of having Diaz, who's often the, the middle of the back three, he had Stones there. And again, complete control. Although doing what City did a lot last season, like the league was won and it was like, ugh, they went and won a game 4-0. No, they didn't. It was 4-1. They conceded late. And Edison owners will remember that last year, at the end of last season. And again, it was a sloppy goal to concede. So all those that had, I don't know, a Man City defender didn't get the clean sheet points for the midfielders or the defenders. Um, City, interesting that the big upside fixture has just been played, Bournemouth. They do now play Chelsea, Liverpool, Spurs. So look, whilst, and then actually Villa. It's a really hard four game stretch, but this is Man City. We expect them to win most of those games. Chelsea, Liverpool, Spurs, Aston Villa. What we don't expect in these games is the big upside fixtures. So when you're taking a punt on a Doku, or even let's go a little bit further, someone a bit more minutes safe, Foden, despite not starting yesterday as you did, Ali, it was very much with that Bournemouth fixture in mind. Yes, you still can have Foden in your team for Chelsea, Liverpool, Spurs, Villa, but you're not giving yourself a ticket for a, I'm going to get a hat-trick this game. Yet you did when you went and bought him for Bournemouth. So right now on Man City assets, of course there'll be a hold because they're Man City assets, but you probably don't need to buy. In game week 16, they play Luton and then 17 Palace. That's before a blank. So again, some will look at the fixtures against Luton and Palace and go, big upside, let's buy a ticket to the draw. But many will be put off by the fact that there's a blank game week in 18. So you'd just be buying them potentially for two weeks to have to bench them. So Ali, maybe having Foden now is actually quite nice and will be a differential come game week 16, 17, where many don't want to go to Man City because of the blank and you'll have them for those prime fixtures. Um, believe it or not, the idea behind getting Foden was that uh, I knew not a lot of people would have him uh, because of the tough fixtures. And, uh, yeah. uh, you know, the when City hit top form, I think there, there are no tough fixtures for them and uh, they can easily scores, yeah. score against uh, any team and they've done so in a Manchester derby. It was too easy for them. Uh, so it's, it's City and um, I'm sure that's the team that will be more consistent uh, in the next couple of months because uh, I don't see consistency from other teams uh, except Spurs. Uh, it's it's a little bit hard to predict at the moment, but uh, that's why I, I would rather have a seven point five uh, city midfielder than uh, you know in and out of form uh, mid table team. I think I'm with you there. Let's talk a little bit about one or two of the other games yesterday. Brighton, like we've both gone, we need Brighton attack. So you've gone a Dingra, I've got Matoma. Last couple of games, it's like, do I'm questioning it. And I don't think I should be because I, I trust in the process and I trust that Deserby teams will always create a ton of chances. And again, like versus Everton, seeing how Dice set up versus how Deserby set up, like I can't believe that game only finished 1-1. But when we look at the last couple of games, like Brighton have scored one goal against Everton, one goal against Fulham, 
before that, it was one goal against Man City, understandable. But perhaps we're seeing a little bit of tiredness, maybe, off the back of the European fixtures or just that European involvement, extra games. But game week 12, Sheffield United at home. Obviously, you're excited about your Brighton assets for that one. Um, but what's your take there on Brighton tack? Do we do we keep the faith? I think we have to, don't we? To be fair, I uh, yeah, we, we keep the faith because uh, I was getting a dingra uh, just in just with the thought of Sheffield United home fixture yeah. because uh, I didn't expect much against Everton because I've been praising them recently a lot. Uh, they have done. They've improved a lot uh, in terms of attacking and defensive uh, output because uh, you could see that they've uh, become more solid. Uh, some players coming back from injuries like Harrison uh, fitting in quite well. I, I would say. Uh, I mean, last game week, uh, DCL scored. So it's. Um, I think Everton will be pulling out some some good performances and uh, I didn't expect much from Adingra this game week I was just hoping uh, to get an assist or something because he didn't get anything but I'm not upset uh, I was think I was getting him for the Sheffield United fixture and I'm not yeah. sure if he's him alone enough because I think it's a uh, it's going to be a fun game with a lot of goals for Brighton yeah, and I think there's European involvement this midweek. So again, we might be able to try and second guess by the fact that, I don't know, let's say Fati and João Pedro start and then you're like, okay, now this is another Ferguson game. I don't know, you can try and sometimes spot, especially with the strikers, the rotation for midweek. Um, so one to monitor there for Brighton attack. Adingra isn't a 90-minute man per se. I think he had 89 yesterday, but then 70 the week before. But is starting games. He's clearly first choice on the right-hand side. Um, let's have a look at my team and then come back to yours for some final thoughts just in the chat by the way pretty happy on Doku a lot of you like I saw CH ask who had Doku Donald said Doku is better than Grealish and as an FPL asset I think he definitely will be um, so yeah enjoying your comments in the chat and if you are watching this on demand then feel free to drop a comment or of course if you're listening on podcast do please um, like and review guys we haven't got to 100 likes yet in the live stream if we can do that that'd be amazing but let's have a look, quick look at my team Ali and my points because it's been a bad game week for me I mean just looking at my uh, live rank around 425k I mean it is still mid game week we can't forget we've got Spurs to play and I've still got Son but I think there'll be a ton with Madison and Porro and Doji out there if he starts. Um, so my rank could could get worse, could get better. Who knows? He's around 60% EO, I think, Son, and Madison around 50% EO. We won't talk about Spurs-Chelsea because this will just be speculating and many will be watching this perhaps after that game. Um, but in terms of my decisions next week, I, I don't know what to do. I've got two free transfers, Ali. I'm happy with my team. It might have to be something like selling a Diaby or selling a Watkins to be able to go extra Arsenal asset. And when we look at Arsenal yesterday, should we watch them versus Newcastle and go, we need to go big on them against Burnley? Because they're a bit underwhelming in attack at the moment, but you know they will bully teams like Bournemouth. We saw that this season. Sheffield United, we saw that this season. And Burnley's coming up and I just see four or five goals. Am I wrong to think that? I don't think Arsenal played bad yesterday. Do you not? No. No, they, it's, it was a hard game, uh, as expected, because Newcastle away is always a tough physically. Uh, it's it's a challenging game in all fronts. Like uh, They have good attack, they have good defense. It, it's 
they're good uh, in the middle of the park. It's it's a tough game. Uh, I mean, yeah. uh, uh, it's a Champions League uh, team playing there, and uh, uh, with the VAR drama and uh, all the physicality of the game, I think uh, maybe a draw would have been a fair result. But uh, I don't think they deserve to lose. That could be an Arsenal bias, but uh, the VAR controversy was just crazy to watch. I think uh, the performance was there, the desire was there, and uh, I think Arsenal will get a good result against Burnley. I don't think it's something... Um, Newcastle is a good team. You didn't expect Arsenal to go there and beat them 2-3-0. or, or The best I expected was a 1-0 to, to the Arsenal, but it didn't happen. So it went uh, other way around. I think Arsenal attack is still uh, worthy to bet because Nketiah uh, will be bullying teams like Burnley, maybe Wolves at home. So uh, in the short term, I think uh, I don't have Saka. I'm not worried. So, uh, but you never know. I mean, they, 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 they could be points for any uh, from anywhere in this team. Do you think they'll be? I mean, Saka's fixture arguably is the best, right? In terms of captaincy, Haaland goes to Chelsea. We assume he'll be fit, but we'll probably know a little bit more. Salah home to Brentford. Son home to no, sorry, away to Wolves. I know you like to captain the home player, but early thoughts: where will your armband be? Because at the moment, mine's probably. I think I prefer Saka to Burnley than Salah to Brentford. Like I'm gonna go Saka. I think. Um, it's. It's tough with the captaincy. I think I'm at the uh, right now. I have to go, you know, differential. Doesn't matter. Even, you know, the feeling when you you know you have to go different, but you still go with the with the crowd. Uh, so it, I'm in a position that I might go Son or maybe a Brighton asset if I get one. Oh, a Matoma or an, well, you're not gonna. Yeah, let's go back to your team, Ali. Like we can see you've got a Dingra. That's not someone you'd punt on for captaincy because you're not 100% sure of his minutes. But if you went for, let's say, Jao Pedro doesn't play in the week, we think he'll start, um, or Ferguson, or you bring in a Matoma, would you, would you be tempted to go captain Brighton? I like Ferguson a lot. Do I mean, you? Oh, I, I just... Like his, wow. I like That's his ceiling. Goal, cool, Ali. He's, he's, he, could, he could score two or three goals in a game yep. week. I mean... Uh, it's it's funny because uh, that I know you like this kind of players as well, like Darwin. Yeah. Like they get the chances, but if you compare Darwin to Ferguson, I would I would say Ferguson is a better finisher. Agree, agree. I mean, he doesn't create his own chances in the same way yeah. Darwin does, and he, he's he's clearly not quite there yet. He's very raw. <laughs> so is Darwin. Uh, but yeah. Pure and simple, who's the better finisher? They're both one and one through on goal, or they've both got a shot on the edge of the 18. You're back in Ferguson, aren't you? I put my money on it. Like, it's, yeah. it's definitely not Darwin. Even though he looks lively, he creates his own chances. He's, he works hard. I mean, the first half from Darwin was uh, really, really active, and uh, he's, he's had his chances. Uh, he hit the bar. But Ferguson in the front of goal, I mean, it, you. Uh, Watching him play, you know that he will score. He, yeah. he has a good uh, future ahead of him. So, Yeah, there might even be some next game week, Ali, that go, I don't have an Arsenal player or want to captain them because they've been a bit slow in recent weeks. I don't want to captain Haaland or Salah. 
and I own Bruno Fernandes and he's got Luton at home. I do wonder if there will be a few that go Man United captaincy, but I don't think we need to even waste too much time talking about United because so there are there are most of those guys in the chat now. You're you're probably shouting at the screen going, "We've sold our United assets," but there were one or two still with um, Bruno, and it's interesting to get your early captaincy thoughts, Ali. In terms of transfers, I think still I might be line for Enketia, and as an Arsenal fan, I just want your your take on that. Um, and guys, thank you so much for hitting the like button. We've got to 100 likes. Uh, if you want to continue to do that, that'd be amazing. Obviously, subscribe to Fantasy Football Scout as well. Um, what's your take on Nketiah? Because I like the black fanky fact he blanked against Newcastle. Because if he'd gone and scored against Newcastle, the world and their dog would be buying Nketiah for the Burnley fixture, I think. Especially knowing Jesus could be out longer than we think. Although perhaps we'll know more from Arteta this week. Um, if Arteta says things that suggest Jesus is going to miss a further three, four Premier League games. And Ketia's a great punt, isn't he? He is indeed. Uh, he is indeed. For one fixture, I think, if you want to go different. And he's still low-owned. Uh, I mean, a lot of people would still go Holland because uh, we haven't watched the Spurs game. I think it will be a lot of mm-hmm. goals in there. I could see an easy 2-2 draw or 3-2 to one of the teams. I think that that fixture has goals in it as well. So uh, Holland is still a valid uh, captaincy option as long as his feet uh, is uh, cleared of his uh, fitness issues. We'll yeah. see in the midweek game in the Champions League as well. We'll get updates. We'll get the pressers. I yeah. think uh, Nketia is one of the uh, good captaincy shouts as well. He's not on penalties, but... Um, he he causes carnage <laughs> in the uh, opposition box uh, every time he can, you know, uh, hit the ball. He can be at the end of a cross. I mean, he's he's a good typical number nine, and um, the upside is there. He'll stay central, and the big chances will fall his way against weak opposition. I think, especially at home, we just saw it against Sheffield United. It was the perfect game for him. I expect Burnley to go in a similar uh, fashion. Ali, it's been awesome chatting this Sunday. We're doing these streams on Sunday evenings. Make sure you are subscribing and, and you remember that because um, we're really enjoying creating our own little audience on a Sunday night. So hello to everyone in the chat. We have been reading all the comments. I see FPL Freddy's there. He's one of my YouTube new members, of the squad members. Gobby, Mr. Feather, uh, Mr. Cat, Mohammed's there, Chat Sport. Thank you to all you guys in the chat. Ali, um, as one final goodbye, I just want to mention that you can follow us both on social. Ali's also uh, got a book. If you're interested in reading a book from an FPL winner, the guy that won FPL last year, check out Ali's Twitter for details. In terms of where you can find me, not just on social, but also have my own YouTube channel, which works closely with Fantasy Football Scout as well. So uh, do feel free uh, and podcast um, from the Gianni Batici YouTube show. So feel free to check that out as well. Uh, guys, thank you so much for watching. Uh, Scoutcast will be here tomorrow night. Let's see if the guys are celebrating some Palmer points. Um, and there will be lots of uh, stuff. Uh, it's, you know the Scout YouTube channel. It's not just daily streams. It's more than that. It's a couple of videos a day. Make sure you're following Scout across all the socials as well. Uh, but for now, Ali, any closing thoughts from you? Uh, good luck, everyone. Not every game week will be uh, low scoring. So hopefully the next yeah. game week will be a high scoring game week and uh, uh, really good scores and green hours for all of the uh, uh, our community, I would say, because, uh, you know, we try our best to 
bring value to all of the followers, to all the watchers, and uh, hopefully the next game week will be better. Yeah, we need it. Thanks, guys. We'll see you on the other side. Good luck. Podcast Network.